Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. And my co-hosts for this week are Senior Archie Mitchell. Hola. And my brother, Aaron. Hello. And this week, we're going to kind of do the same kind of format we've been doing for the past few episodes. Start off with uh, talking about a match of the week, which usually just delves into talking about the wrestlers involved in the match of the week. But And then we will have a top five or a favorite five, I guess. I guess I kind of call it my favorite five because I don't necessarily, other than number one, ever have a real order to it. Right. But this right. week we are doing our five, our personal five favorite movie villains. Yes. And as we've discussed in the past, as we go through the months, weeks, and years to come, sometimes these, like, you know, last week, and unfortunately, Arch, you weren't able to be with us. Yeah, I was it under was, the weather. Yeah, it was your suggestion, though, for the, the top five. Um. And then this week, just kind of broader topics. Now, a year from now, we might say, all right, what's your top five favorite movie, comic book movie villains or sci-fi right. movie villains or something. Exactly. But this is more of a broad um, a broad top five for this week. And then, of course, the match of the week. We're going back to before Aaron was born, I believe before Archie was born. And I was like a year yep. old when this match happened. From 1979, it is Stan Hansen and Antonio Inoki. And the funny thing is, it was I looked and I was like, oh, it's Hansen and Inoki. Okay, I'll watch it soon. And I didn't really look at, obviously, Aaron, when you sent the link, I didn't look at, you know, time, place, all of that. I just saw it was Hansen versus Inoki. Yeah. So then when I did finally go to watch the match, I was like, what this is in Stampede. Like I did not expect yeah. Hanson and Anoki. I told you that. Um, I, I guess I didn't catch it then because I, I actually wasn't even paying attention to that. And I clicked on the match for it to start. I wasn't looking at the title or anything. And then I heard a commentator sound like this. I was like, that sounds like Stampede. It is Stampede. <laughs> yeah. So, we, so we're going with the match first then? Yes, it is. It is Stan Hansen versus Antonio Inoki in Canada. I think the only match they ever had against each other in Canada. Uh, I would assume so, yes. <laughs> and it is, and I have it down here, and now I lost it. I had the actual date down on my notes, and now it's not there. But anyway, it's from 19, I think it's from like September of 1979. I would, I would think so, yeah. I didn't write down the actual date. One thing I did write down, at the beginning of the match, the flowers are presented by... Diana Hart. Diana Hart. Is that... By, I thought she looked familiar. Yes, and I by the way, Diana Hart, one of the greatest heel lines in the history of professional wrestling. Shawn Michaels, I know you want me. I just the way that's presented and the way Sean reacts to it, everything, and the crowd's like, oh, it's just like it's 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 one of the to me, it's one of my favorite heel moments in wrestling yeah. ever. And, and she, she is just she is just so confident that Shawn Michaels wants her. She's she like Shawn Michaels. He's like, don't, he's like, don't flatter yourself, lady. <laughs> and she delivers it so dry. Yeah, like with it's no great. emotion, stone face. 
that it's like even you don't believe this right now, Diana. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I made I went and I looked at the video and the date is uh August 17, seventy nine. Okay. Pretty close. So, I said September. But yeah, it, yeah, but still same thing. Brett Brett talks about his family dealing with Vince, you know. And he said obviously he didn't have to tell like Owen stuff or whatever, but he he'd always tell because you know, the Hart family obviously was always involved with the WWF. And um, he said Diana was like, um, <coughs> like excited to be involved in it or whatever. And Brett told her he was like, when you get in there, um, I'm going in with you because I want to be in there because I like he didn't want he didn't want Diana like talking to Vince by herself, you know? Right. Because right. Vince can talk anybody into anything. So he said, we're gonna go in there. We're gonna let's know what he's got, but don't like you know agree to anything and don't fall for any he said he, walked, he said he walked in they walked into vince's office and vince shook her hand and was like hey welcome diana and sat her down he's like we're gonna talk about what we want to what we want to do and she just before vince could even say anything she was just like yeah whatever you need vince i'll do whatever you want uh-huh she <laughs> gave him that <laughs> He's like he could tell you to paint your ass red and walk on your hands down to the right. Room and you'd have to He's do like, it I, now. It's like I've been I've been working <laughs> for this guy. I've been working for this guy for like twelve years. You need to listen to me. You need to listen <laughs> listen to me. I guess at that point, what would that would that have been what ninety two before SummerSlam? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, he hadn't been here. I was thinking of ninety six with the Shawn Michaels thing, but yeah, he's like I've been working for this guy long enough. Just follow my lead, and then she just yeah. you know. <laughs> whatever you need, Vince. Do whatever you want. Jesus Christ. But anyway, um, the match, Ed Whalen reminds us, is 61 minutes. Because I believe he says it's a Japan rule. Yes. Um, in Japan, they give him an extra minute in case. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I it could have been. A, it could have been. What, what he was saying was that. Um, if the match goes 60 minutes, there's the option to be have like a one minute overtime. And then if you can't get a victory in the one minute, then there's a draw and whatever. And it could have, I'm not a 1970s Japanese wrestling expert. I'm not even a 2000 whatever Japanese expert. Cause it, so it could have been a thing. I mean, they had, they had interesting rules over there, like the 20 count. Oh, like right. That. Right. I thought so too, Aaron, but look, I did look into it. And this was just something he came off the top of his head with. They have never done okay. a one minute over. They've done a five minute uh, sudden death when matches have gone the the sixty minutes, but this was just something he announced and decided he wanted to add to the match to make it fun. I don't know why. So, especially especially seeing especially seeing as at the end of the day the match only goes like thirteen minutes. Eleven. What are you talking about? The whole video is thirteen minutes. Match ends at eleven at the eleven minute mark. So, but it's a pretty good match for two big brutish guys. You know what I mean? I was expecting more striking, but there were a lot more holds actually. Yeah, there was actually there was actually that spot where Inoki like Hanson went to give him a um um to do like a knee drop on him on his ass. Mm-hmm. And Anoki Anoki took his long ass legs and put his feet on the ropes and then like did a flip over and they kind of did like a lucha flip flippy flip yeah, kind of thing and yeah. I was like oh <laughs> right yeah 
but no, he was. I mean, I I'm not like I said, I'm not an expert or anything like that, and I haven't watched his entire career. But that dude was really fucking good. Yeah, he was. You know, like a lot of times you hear about like these, you hear about these guys from the other countries, and then you watch them or whatever, and you're like, eh, this guy's kind of a schlub. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But not a Noki man. Like, I've watched like Carlos Cologne matches, and I'm like, I don't really see. I it, don't get it. You know? I don't get. It. See, and Aaron, I, it's, and it's I'm not funny. You should say that because when you guys remember when they made this big deal about signing Sin Cara, like ten years ago or however yeah. long yeah. it was, and it was yeah. Mystico, and he's the jewel of Mexico. And so when he debuted, and I saw the botches that he did, I'm like, I got to go back and see what this guy was all about. And then I watched like four or five of his six man tags and eight man tags in Mexico. I'm like, but he's still botching here. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not even, he's sloppy even by Mexican standards. You know what I mean? And it's like, so what was, why was he the crown jewel of Mexico then? And I get to Aaron's point, Carlos Cologne the same way. In some ways, Mel Mascaris was very sloppy too. So Anoki was not like that though. If you praised Anoki, there was a reason behind it. Yeah. And he is, um, You have to also give him credit, him and Giant Baba, mm-hmm. for being the fathers of what is now modern Japanese wrestling. You know, and yeah. so those of you that don't know the story, they both came out from uh, from under Ricky Dozon, and then they had a split, and Giant Baba went and made All Japan Wrestling, and yeah. um, Antonio Inoki went and made New Japan Wrestling, and and there you go. That was that was what it was, and I think at one point. Anoki even left New Japan and made this NW, NWF, which I think is the promotion that they're quote unquote wrestling for in this show. And like Aaron, I'm not an expert in Japanese wrestling. I just know what what I've picked up over the years. But um, now, as far as Hanson goes, I love me some Stan Hansen. Any era, oh, yeah. Stan Hansen. Oh yeah. Whether whether changed. it's like a lot of times I watch and, and I know. Uh, I know my buddies Bob Smith and Brian Solomon, you know, they like they like the late 70s, early 80s WWF stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad, but a lot of times the WWF presentation to me as compared to like the other territories like Mid-Atlantic or whatever is very boring. And, you know, and there's not a lot of promos. And even when there are promos, unless it's someone like Blassi or Albano, they're kind of bland. You know, even Bruno, you know, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. But the the like 1970s, early 80s blonde Stan Hansen and the WWF, the guy that broke Bruno's neck or whatever, just he that was a badass incarnation. Any incarnation of Hansen in Japan. Yeah. And it was good there because it was like it would have been good no matter what, but it was different than what everybody else was doing, you know. That's kind of the point I was yeah. trying to make. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. the point. Like he stood out in that era of the WWF. And like talking about those guys liking it. I know you're not knocking them for liking it, but that was no. Just, that was that was their that was their wrestling. You know what I mean? It's like we say all the time: you, you like what you like when you were a kid. You know what I mean? That type of thing. But like I'm sitting back right now watching '98, and I'm just like, this is awesome. You know, it's just because that, that was what was on when I was in junior high. But anyway, um, right. even even when he got and it wasn't a long run, but even when he went to WCW and like feud with Luger and stuff. Well, that was that was, was my, that 
that was, I mean, you know, obviously now hindsight 2020 going back and watching, watching all the old wrestling I've watched over the years, but that, that incarnation of Stan Hansen in the WCW, like, like attacking Luger and all that, that was my first introduction to Stan Hansen as a kid. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Cause I wasn't watching WWF back then when he was there and I hadn't started watching Japan either. So when Stan Henson came out of the crowd and took out Luger and had that, you know, cowbell with him and that bull rope and everything like that, I was like, wow, who the hell is this? I got a big fat wife and two big fat kids at home. <laughs> My favorite line from his time there was when they ranked him number six in the championship contention. He was like, six, six. I ain't never been number six in anything in my goddamn life. It's <laughs> a great fucking line. He was—he didn't have the microphone around him or nothing. He just walked out on the stage and was just losing his shit. I'm like, this is great. And that, and like, that's the, the shit with Missy they, Hyatt. Yes, yeah, so I was about to say the stuff they did with Missy Hyatt, him and Missy Hyatt in the locker room. Like, she's trying to go interview like sexy Tom Zank or whatever, and every time right. she winds up. It's it's fucking Stan Hansen and his draws or whatever his boxer shorts coming out of the shower or wrapped in a towel or whatever and trying Desi, to whoop her Desi with his wrote, <laughs> Desi Rose like them the biggest pant biggest pants on <laughs> biggest pair of underpants I've seen in my life <laughs> and coming from Dusty yeah right right but no Stan was fucking awesome and um just. And and like I said, I, and I think I don't want to say it. Like I think they maybe tone this match down a little bit just because of like know your audience or whatever. Right. But yeah, they, they um, really didn't go for it. They, it was was hard hitting, but it was not what you come to expect from Hanson and what I've seen from Anoki in the past as well. You know what I mean? The chops were I, definitely held back on. And part of me thought it was interesting too, though, because like. Um, I've found a lot of Stampede stuff. I haven't started watching it yet, but I just, I, I love reading about it and everything. And Stu was kind of like um revolutionary with Stampede because he would just bring dudes in from all over the world and not like change them. You know what I mean? Like he might give them a different name just because you know Ed Whalen might not be able to pronounce this Japanese guy's name or whatever, but he brought in people from everywhere and just had like a very eclectic style. Like he would bring guys in and, and you know, Vince would bring in Japanese guys and make him work the WWF style or whatever. That's fine. But the student really do that. And you know, he bring Stu guys in from Japan and guys in from England and guys in from here and guys in from there. You, you know, that was kind of, and, you know, and, sense. And, yeah. And, and, and I know we're talking about, Enoki and Hanson, but talking about that approach that Stu took, to be honest with you, something you got to give him credit for it. You know, a lot of people like to detract a lot from him, but something you got to give him credit for is Eric Bischoff was also like that with WCW. Oh, yeah. You know, Eric Bischoff was like, you know what? We're going to bring in people from Japan. We're going to bring in people from Mexico. We're going to bring in, you know, and we're not going to really change them that much. <coughs> we're going to let them do what they do. And, and we're just going to acknowledge that they're from there they're from you know what i mean like mm -hmm. they brought hakushi in but they didn't go oh this is and i never can pronounce his actual name 
but like they didn't say this is this guy from Jinsei New Japan Pro Wrestling. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah, say they didn't say that, that you know. Right. No. Like oh, so, it, but yeah, I mean, like you said, Eric should get credit for that, and and Kevin Sullivan to a certain extent too. But see, the thing I anyway. always think about when I when I see things like that, Aaron, um, is we all if you go back to wrestling's first days. It was in carnivals and sideshows, and they didn't. We when you wanted like a, a a quick attraction, you brought in a bear or what you know what I mean, whatever the, the guy was going to be. I still feel that at, at this time in the seventies and eighties, wrestling was a lot like that. You brought in a special attraction. So if you're bringing in Anoki and Stan Henson, why are you going to put makeup on them and call them something else when you have this is what you wanted to begin with? You want to show your fans. Something they're not accustomed to seeing. So yes, I know, he was that, definitely great in doing that. Yeah, that Stampede promotion, man. I had an eclectic, wild group of characters. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, and anything I've ever watched of Stampede, I don't dislike Stampede. The only thing that turns me away from Stampede is the commentary. Like, yeah, Ed Whalen sucked. But other than that, it was a great promotion. Like you said, it was kind of like. <laughs> The Wild West of professional <laughs> wrestling, you know, just that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> like they had they they'd have young guys, and then they'd have guys that are older and fucking dirt out there too. Like <laughs> yeah, like Archie Stomper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Archie Gouldy out there at like almost <laughs> seventy years old. Here I come, Bret Hart. <laughs> Jesus, <Yeah>. Bret's nineteen. <laughs> gonna give you a heart attack old man <laughs> then uh i love that round table when they're talking about like canadian wrestling or whatever and uh, they ask brett who's the greatest canadian wrestler of all time and and pat patterson sitting right next to him and he's like oh, i'd say archie archie stomper Bad pattern is like, are you kidding me? <laughs> really? The stopper? <laughs> like, like, he's so offended for some reason. Like, I don't know why. It, it just cracks me up every time I see it. Because Brett's like, yeah, the stopper, he's the man. And Pat's like, I'm like, right here, dude. Like, <laughs> but anyway. And Brett could have very well been doing that to rib Pat, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Brett's a fucking shit stirring ribster. So. But uh, the match itself, like Archie said, it it was. I was expecting. I was expecting. Obviously, I was expecting it to be in Japan when I first saw the link. But I was also right. expecting a little more stiffness, a little more snugness. But like Archie said, when man, know your know your, match, know your you audience. Saw what I said. You saw what I said. Strong style personified because that's mm-hmm. what the, I thought these two guys were going to bring to the table: lariats and chops. And then I we got to the match, and I'm like, okay, headlock takedown. Okay, on bar. Like, what the hell? This is a scientific masterpiece right now. What happened? You know what I mean? Yeah, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't pick up the stiffness until probably the last two minutes of the match. Then they really right. kicked into gear. Right. And then I, I mean, here's what puzzled me. The ending, the, the, the Anoki got up top, dropped a, 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 a knee drop from the top rope. And I still don't know did he win or not because he kicks out. It looked like Hanson kicked out. And then the Video ended and started pretty, back over. I'm pretty sure he did get the three count. 
Right, you're right. Like I thought that too. Like, yeah, the video <laughs> started up again. Like it started. It was like the video started from the beginning again. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he got the pin. I'm pretty sure I, I saw so. one, two, three. I think so. But in my mind, he did. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going down. I'm going to say he did. But you know, it was still it was a for what it was. It was a good match. Actually, it was a pretty decent match. You know, it was. I, he uh, he got the pin. I think they did a little bit of uh, I don't want to say it. I think they might have did a little bit of a um, disputed fit finish. Maybe just right. because everything everything they would film over here, they take back to Japan. So they probably did it right. to do that. You know what I mean? Have yeah. a rematch ready, ready to go. Right. Yeah. But overall, like I said, I gave the match good, good, high, good high marks, and then uh, oh, yeah. I give both of those guys high marks again. Inoki deserves every bit of credit that he ever gets um, for being one of the pillars of the industry of the modern professional wrestling industry. Agreed. And H- Hanson doesn't get enough love nowadays, anyway. He did back then; he was acknowledged back then. But he's kind of there with with Vader now and stuff, where. Just and again, it's a lot of it just comes from WWE pretty much controlling the narrative now and who they want right. to, who they want us to remember and who they what they want these younger wrestling fans to think were the great ones. But Hanson nowadays doesn't get enough. He does from people like us that know, but in the general broad scheme of things, he just doesn't get enough credit for what a great big man wrestler he was. I agree. I agree. Anything else on that, Matt Taren, before we move on to our... Well, I mean, like you said, I agree. And um, the only other note I have is if there was... I always like panning the crowd. I don't know why. But like old wrestling, I like looking at the crowd. And two guys sitting next to each other. I'm sure you guys didn't see it. But I was like, it looked like Matthew McConaughey and Hunter S. Thompson just sitting right next to each other. (laughs) Like the dude looked just like Hunter S. Thompson, and he had like the cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and like there was Matthew McConaughey. He looked like Matthew McConaughey from fucking Days and Confused. I'm like, look at those guys, and they were together. Like, all, all right, all right, all right. Here comes Stan Hansen. You want some I've been either? watching. I've been watching Stan Hansen since watching Stan Hansen was cool. You like you like you like Stan Hansen? No, I don't. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> like I you said, then the I other like? guy's asking everybody, "You want some ether?" You know what I like about Stan Hansen? No matter how old I get, he stays the same age. Same age. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite movies. All right. Yeah, what mine too. Wife hates when I put it on. I don't know why. <laughs> She's like, really dangerous to use again. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. We're going to talk about ta- quick, our fa- quick. Oh, sure. Sorry. Sorry. Did you know he made up that line? On the fly? Was it in the script? No, he, they, he made it up. Wow. I watched the high school girls line? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I did. We we went through like three or di- four different lines. I wasn't sure if that. Well, I know, but yeah, that that high school girls thing. He came up with that. Just he was like, you know what I like, and he just came up with it. And they were like, that's the best, that's, best that's line in the whole fucking that, movie. And it wasn't that, even right. That's a line that wouldn't fly today, Aaron. 
But it is the best line in the whole movie. I agree. <laughs> in the annals of film, there have been many villains. And this list, when I did this list, I was actually in no way trying to be Mr. Cinematic or Mr. Critic or anything. Because, you know, I mean, and one of you guys might bring them up, but I would say that a great movie villain, and, and I would say that theatrically, and any, if I'm going to look at a list of movie villains, I would expect to see at the top Hannibal Lecter. However, well, that's funny. That's funny because, well, go ahead. However, he's not on my list that I have, and that's not that's not, not saying he that's not saying he's not a great movie villain. He's just not one of my favorite movie villains. He's yeah. up there. He's great. I wrote out my list and then I changed it about eight times because <laughs> at first I was involving horror film villains, and then I'm like, but wait, maybe maybe we don't want to go because we could always do another list about that. You know what I mean? So we can right. include him, but we can't. So at first I had like Freddie on my list and Jason and then I'm like, but yeah, okay, never mind. And then like you said, I had Hannibal Lecter at one, but then I had to change him and put him up a little higher because he's not my favorite movie villain. You right. know what I mean? He's not my all time favorite villain. So it, this is a obviously a subjective list between all of our opinions, but I looked up other lists after I completed mine and Hannibal Lecter ranks number one on a lot of them. Yeah, I, I do the That's same thing. Oh, sorry. No, let's just say I do the same thing. I'll make my list, and then I'll be like, "Well, I wonder what actual human beings that aren't me right. feel." You know, right? Yahoo or or what top, you know, top Billboard 100, one of those, you know. And I'm not like a huge movie guy. Like, like when I watch a movie, a lot of times it's like a comedy or something like that, and I I wouldn't put like a comedic villain on a fucking. You yeah, know what I mean? No, on a no, list. No, I agree with that. Like Shooter from Happy Gilmore. It's a great fucking right. villain. But he's not one of the greatest villains in cinematic history. You know what I right. mean? Right. When you're when your best line is go back to your shanties. It's like right. it's, it's not it's a different thing, you know. But so I did kind of look at some lists and be like, maybe there's some things I didn't think about. And the only reason I put Hannibal Lecter on my list is because every single list, he's the only one that I took any kind of bias or any kind of like influence from okay mm -hmm. but i was like well, i'm gonna put them on there in case you guys don't bring them up so i can bring up the fact that like every fucking list i looked at and i think even i am imdb did too yep. adam is number yep. one and, and i think those movies are boring i think those movies are boring he was between one two and three in every list i looked at you know what i mean and i think those mm -hmm. movies are boring now see and i'm not I knocking his acting I won't say all of those movies are boring, Aaron, because I do like some of them. But see, what I think makes why he hits that list is because the Silence of the Lambs series spans span so long. There's like eight movies in that genre, in that series now. You know what I mean? From part one, Silence of the Lamb, to them doing a Hannibal Lecter series after that. So it's and such is an he iconic even a blown, Is he even a full-blown heel? Uh, well, I mean, other than the fact that he killed an eight people, I guess not, because he was helping the police in most of the, in the movies. So, Hel hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. Yeah, he's a tweener. He's, he's a tweener. I, he, I, a tweener. He, he actually has, like, he actually has one of my things, and, and I guess since you said he was on your list, Archie? Yeah, he's on my, both mine and Aaron's list, so we can, okay, we can definitely so, talk about him. Cool, that's, we'll just start with that. He has, right. uh... He has actually one of, one of the lines that he has in one. Of, I think it's a, it's a 
I don't, I can't remember if it's the first or second one. It might be the second one, but either way, mm -hmm. he goes, I hear you back on the case. Goody, goody. And I actually <laughs> like that goody, goody. The way that he says it, I actually, yeah. use that in my, I use that in my life. I'll be like, oh, we're here at a stoplight. Goody, goody. 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 <laughs> it's like a sarcastic thing. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not, I would never say like, Anthony Hopkins sucks. You know what I mean? It's like no, one of the greatest all, actors right. of all time. But I just, like I said, I just think those movies, they don't really do it for me. I'm well, not saying I they're do, bad movies. I do but really, like after I, I watched. I, I do really like the first one. I do really like the first one. I like, like I watched that one. Movie. I like Red Dragon with Edward Norton. But I watch, uh, go ahead. Like every time I watch one, I'm like, I don't need to watch that again. Like, that was okay. They're very psychological, Aaron. If you watch them, they do, you, you got to. You really got to pay attention to every nook and cranny of those movies in order to understand them the right way and say what you liked about them. You know that, what I mean? I agree. I no, I agree. Though, man. I agree. Like when I'm watching a movie, I'm like, something fucking happened. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Like, when people like, like go and go to a theater and plunk down money and they go and watch like the bridges of Madison County. Oh, I've never seen like, that yet. Nothing I is, that. I'm just I'm just using that as an example. It's like nothing is no, happening. <laughs> right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, but but Hannibal Lecter is definitely on both mine and Aaron's list. Uh Nate, you want to give us your first one? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then uh then we'll just go. I'm just looking at the way the screen goes here. We'll just go from me to Aaron to you, Archie. Sounds good. Um the first one on my list, one of my favorite movie villains, is from one of my favorite movies. It is Johnny Ringo from Tombstone. Good one. Good one. I love Johnny Ringo. Curly Bill's fucking great, yeah. too. I mean, they're kind of a good tag team, a heel tag team. But yeah, Johnny Ringo's yeah. the... He was the prick of the group. Yeah. I mean, they were all pricks, but he was the worst... He shot like he's the, he's the guy that he's the guy that even all the other bad guys are like damn. <laughs> Didn't he shoot the priest or shot the yes fucking... yeah because that's when that's when Curly Bill goes god damn like he's like what the <laughs> fuck did we get when we got this guy? <laughs> no, I uh, I'm a I I I love the character and I am a huge fan of the movie Tombstone. Um. I I am you, you mentioned you know the the whole saying goody goody and having it in your speech when you you know when you're talking or being sarcastic whenever somebody mentions something that nobody wants to do the first words out of my mouth is I'll be your huckleberry I'll be your huckleberry and I've said it so much that I finally had to look up what the damn word meant and it was <laughs> bone chilling you know what it means there. I think it has to do with undertaking, doesn't it? There you go. There I was going to say, yeah. I knew, I know it had something to do with like the, the funeral process. They used to call it to a uh, uh, um, Paul Bear a huckle because they would huck the body into the grave and uh, bury. So huckle, bury, bury. And I'm like, that is so that would made it the coldest line ever. <laughs> and, and and I know we're I know we're not talking about. Uh, Doc Holiday, but because right. him and Johnny Ringo are like Hogan and Savage, you know, the perennial right. enemies. Exactly. Um, he has... Oh, <laughs> Val Kilmer's so fucking good in that movie. Oh, and yeah. The, some of his lines, man, like, 
Um, when They're the guy, when the, he's like, <laughs> you're drunk. You're probably seeing double. He's like, I got one. I got two guns, one for each of you. There you go. <laughs> what I like about their characters too is like they're very they much like alike. That and they were like the side dudes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. They like, weren't meant like, to be the main uh, characters. Like Ringo's Ringo's <laughs> tag team partner. What was his name? Curly Bill. Yeah, Curly Bill. See, I'm sorry, I'm bad with movies, but um, like him and, and him and Wyatt Earp were supposed to be like they were. They were like Hogan and Sat like. In the booking of the thing, they were like Hogan and Savage, and then these two are like the side feed, like the sidekicks or whatever. But right. they fucking stole the show. It's like this movie should be about these guys. <laughs> That's the better feud. I don't know why I'm no, talking I... about it like wrestling, but no, yeah. I agree with everything's you. baby faces and heels. That's the way we say. That's the way I look at things in real life too. But when it comes to that movie, yes, Johnny Ringo and. Doc Holliday were not meant to be the main attractions, but both of those actors brought those characters to life that it made us want to watch them more than the main attraction. Mm-hmm. So, you know. All right. So I got Johnny Ringo there. Aaron, who's next for you? Um, this is one that it's not necessarily one of my favorite movies, but I didn't know if anybody else would have it. And I think it's, I think it needs to be on a list. And it is um, the shark from Jaws. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I saw it on a couple of those lists as well, you know, ranking it in the, at the fourth or fifth spot. And yeah, he was a main protagonist through the whole movie. Yep. So you're going to need a bigger boat. Need a bigger and what boat. made his character, what made his character great. Because, like I said, it's not my favorite movie in the world, but I do like it. I don't like the sequels and everything. I think those are dumb. But his 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 heel gimmick trait because you don't like it was the character was scarier because you didn't see him. Yes, I was about to say that he's right. He's you know the I mean? it was like a he's build. the he's the menace. He's the menace in the background that you know eventually you know he's going to show see it up eventually. Mm-hmm. But it's the and like seeing the other people's reactions to it and the shit that's going down, but you don't necessarily see them. And it's like, I know we were going to talk about like the cinematic things of it or whatever, but it was great filmmaking of we can't afford to operate this fucking shark so much because you know it's a pain in the fucking ass logistically and everything. So we'll use like like perspective filming and all that shit. And it made it, it actually made it scarier not seeing the shark right. than it did actually seeing it. Like if you would have seen Jaws attacking everybody, it would have, it would have been a hokey ass movie. And I don't think it would have. Oh, yeah. And, and it if they would have made, if they, film. If they made that movie today, that's what you, exactly what you would have seen because yeah, it, like I you agree. said, it would have been, it would have been all CGI and special effects. And they'd have had the yeah. shark on the screen as much as you could possibly see the fucking shark. Yeah. But if that right. shark would have been on that movie the entire time, and I'm not knocking it because I love the fucking shit, it would have been like Batman. You know what I mean? It would have yeah. been right. No, I agree. Like, the anticipation is what shark. you up for that, that movie. It, it, yeah. the, the music, panning to all the people on the beach, showing the water, just showing the fin go by. It's like, yes, I'm waiting. I want it. So, I agree. 
Archie? Uh, next on my list, um, again, not one of my favorite movies. I, I like part one very much, um, but never really became a huge, I'm, you know, I'm a, more of a Batman fan, but my next on my list is Lex Luthor from the Batman series, from the Superman series. Superman, uh, the, yes. the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor. Yes, the Gene yes. Hackman Lex Luthor. Gene Hackman um, is a damn fine actor. He personified that role, and he, uh, he was perfect for it. He actually did. He did. He did for that role. What I don't know that any other actor could have at the time, because if you look at Lex Luthor in the comic books, he's much more of a physically imposing character, right? Um, right. And everything, and and Gene Hackman took more of a. He's still a successful businessman, and he's still like like an, a bad guy. But what he did is he made him almost like a used car salesman Shylock type exactly. of businessman, exactly. and yeah. it made him it made him even worse. It's like, oh, not only is he busy this Lex Luthor, but he's also a fucking sleaze bag. Right. Yeah, and like, and and what super villain? What other super villains? Like, what's your plan for world domination? Real estate, right? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, but a great side story of that is they were trying to get that Superman movie made, you know, and they got Marlon Brando in it, mm-hmm. and that was the big get because he's in it for what fifteen minutes, if that, if that. And it like if you watch the first Superman, it's Marlon Brando in Superman. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like they put his name on the top of it, and. Rightfully so. I'm not knocking Marlon Brando. But then the next thing was like they needed to get a Lex Luthor, you know, and they went to Gene Hackman. And um, Hackman was like, all right, I'll do the movie. And then they like showed him like this like skull piece or whatever. And he's like, I'm not wearing that. And they're like, well, Lex Luthor's bald. He's like, he ain't anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not now. (laughs) Like, I ain't doing that. (laughs) Fuck that. I'm not putting a fucking bald cap on. I just think he, that's funny that he, he like he big yeah, he's him. like it's like the only like, thing he did to him. He's like, nope, uh, um, um, shit. Lex Lex Luthor has big hair now. Yeah, he's got a perm. <laughs> it's just the way it is. He's got a perm, right? <laughs> All right, Nate, but, next on your list. Okay, so the next, the next, uh, the next on my list is. And again, like I said, we always wind up talking about life like wrestling because we're wrestling guys and we use the terminology. But yes. my next list, next on my list is I actually have a heel stable. Okay. Because they are two of my favorite movies. And I love the stable of heels from the Kill Bill movies. Well done. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's like from Bud, from Bud to Ellie Driver to Vernita to Oren Ishii, all the way up yeah. to Bill. It's just, it's like, I love the way it plays out. Like, and I hate to again use using wrestling terminology, but you know, she's working her way through the heels to get to the right. main event heel. Right. Yeah. And you know, I, I love those fucking movies. Though. Like those are Bill, two of my favorite movies of all Bill time. Bill was the Ric Flair, and he she was going through the rest of the Horsemen <laughs> to earn her title job. Yes. So yes, I agree with it. That 
that first fight scene with her and Oren and Ishii in part one is iconic. Her oh, the, the crazy Bruce eights. Attire, yeah. Yeah, the you crazy know? eights. That's like, that's one of, like, Pulp Fiction is my, like, my, literally my favorite movie. Right. But my, it's weird because, because I, I watch the Kill Bill movies more. Because I just right. fucking, the, the, the writing, the visuals, the fight scenes, the oh, story, yeah. those movies yeah. are, and you can't watch them, you have to watch them back to back. Oh well. yeah, yeah I haven't watched. I haven't watched the other one. I, sorry, I haven't watched them a lot, but there's a lot of humor in it too. <laughs> oh yeah, like when, like when Bill's like, <laughs> "I'm just fucking with you," like that. Just that little, like he's such a psycho, but just the way he says that, and like I said, I mean, Crazy Eight scene, like Archie mentioned, is so great, yeah. and and then um, the. Just each fight has its own individual thing. Like Bud doesn't even fight fair, you know. He doesn't even really right. fight her uh, when she gets buried alive and shit. And then the fight in the like. And I also love the. I know I'm going on and on and on about these movies, but I love the 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 differences between the different settings and the different fights. You know, some fights well, are longer. Yeah. Or some, the, you know, one fight is in a big sprawled out area, and then there's literally a fight in a little house trailer, you know? Well, yeah, see, that's, and that's the thing, though. Each fight had to have that, oh, its own setting and old buildup because of the vendetta she had against each. You mm -hmm. understand? Like, she, you mentioned her fighting in the trailer. That's against Daryl Hannah. That had to be in close proximity because you wanted to see them actually fighting. You didn't want to see them doing a bunch of flips or, or sword play. Right. You know what I mean? When she takes Daryl Hannah's other eye, you're like, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> or you know, she and fights. She fights. <laughs> she fights Bernita in her like suburban kitchen, in her living room, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, my little, my, little my little favorite scene from that. Yeah, that's. Go ahead, I was gonna say. I, I like I said, I haven't watched those. I've maybe watched them two or three times, so I don't have like all the memories of it or whatever. But that's. I think that's the coolest scene of that whole fucking movie is when she like. Basically tells that little girl, "Be like, I'll be waiting for you. Like, right. you're probably gonna yeah. want some revenge on this. <laughs> you're, you're, gonna yeah, you're, you're gonna want vengeance, and and I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. <laughs> and I understand that. So, you have to wonder. You. you have to wonder if Quentin Tarantino thought to himself, "Damn, if I ever wanted to make a part three, that's the perfect storyline to go <laughs> yeah. off of." You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that little girl coming of age. <laughs> and instead of Kill Bill, instead of Kill Bill, you can name it Kill Boo. Yeah, yeah, me and my buddies were talking about that recently. We were doing like, you know, throwing trivia questions at each other. And one of them actually he was like, What's the the what's the bride's name in Kill Bill? And I knew the name, Beatrix yeah. Kiddo. Yeah. I was like, How are you like one of the only people at this table that know the name? I'm like, because they only say it once in the movie. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. It's one now, time and it's done. What you should what you should have said is when they asked the question, what was her name? You should have said right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that I agree with you on ever those, and then of course her last scene with Bill, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, is perfect because it it hurt her to kill him because obviously she had a child with him, she you know so much going on, but you had to have that resolution of her finally ending it all, otherwise yes. the movie is named wrong because mm -hmm. it's not killed Bill, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I think. I think Aaron's next. Yep. Okay. Um, the next one on my list, and these now I said like 
Jaws was just one that I, even though it wasn't my favorite movie, I think it deserved to be mentioned. Lecter was the one that I just put on there because it's popular belief. These three are the personal ones of mine. And um, not in any, eh, I shouldn't say not in any particular order, but anyway, um, I'm rambling. Um, but the next one on my list is John Doe from Seven. Hmm. Yes, Kevin good, Spacey. Good. good choice. And I know there might be people be like, "Oh, don't celebrate Kevin Spacey." I'm not hey, celebrating hey, Kevin Spacey. hey, Kevin Spacey was actually found innocent in a court of law. And last I checked, you're innocent unless you're proven guilty in a court of law. So. Okay, I'm just saying. And, and here, brief. here I'm going to say, Kevin Spacey had a great body of work when it came to his acting career. Yeah. Before anybody started trifling back into his past and seeing what he did, yeah. Well, no so yeah, what you're he not did. you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna get any any rejections yeah. here because yeah. I I I almost put him on my list for his role in in Usual Suspects. So oh yeah yeah I agree. Guys are yeah. so safe, but yes, back to John Doe. Yeah, I I just think John Doe is a fucking. He's the worst. <laughs> I think like fictional fictional villain character you know what i mean like, obviously if like hitler's depicted in a movie or something he's a horrible human being but yeah. just i don't know of a character that's like a villain that's written like i should have put him on the top of my list honestly but i don't know if there's like a character that was written that was a bigger sinister human being you know yeah, I mean? the, he has no feeling. He has no empathy. He has no. He's he's such just such a dark, dark person. Yeah, and like, I, there's been crazier scenes and creepier, weirder, whatever unveilings or, since then. But like, I I I think we would watch Seven in the theater. I think, but like when they're looking for him, that whole movie and like. He finally just shows up on the steps and he's got like his fingertips cut off and he's like, I think you're looking for me or whatever. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? <laughs> and that whole movie is fucking dark. It's raining the entire time. And it's just, but his character is just such a piece of shit. And it's almost, and he's, I don't know, he's almost similar to Jaws that like they're chasing the heel. So you don't see him until like, you know, almost the end of the fucking movie and when you do finally when they do finally unveil him it's like oh my god he's creepier than i thought he was gonna be yeah right you know what i mean it's just right. it's he's it, it, it's just like it's yeah, i think he's just the ultimate bad guy ever in a movie i should have fucking ended with him but it's okay <laughs> no i i i think that's a great pick i'll be honest with you uh, the whole movie itself is uh, a mind trip, you know what I mean? The way that it plays out. And Kevin Spacey is the perfect uh, villain for that movie, in my opinion, because you don't always see Kevin Spacey as the main villain in certain movies. Mm -hmm. So it was a shock, you know, so. It's I actually, it's actually my, my, probably my, one of my three. And I, I'm as, as an actor. And again, we're not talking about his personal life. I don't care about that. As an actor, right. Kevin Kevin Spacey's actually one of my top ten actors of all time. I that movie, that. that role in that movie, like I said, the Kaiser Sose role, and then um, it, it, and again, we're, I'm getting off track here, but I just wanted to make mention of his fantastic performance in the movie American Beauty. 
Um, uh, underrated fucking movie that he was in, The Ref. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, yes. Right fucking movie. Uh, a Beautiful Mind. I know that's a crazy movie, and you know, mm-hmm. but he's he's great in it. And I, I, it was a kind of a stupid movie, but his character in it was fantastic. Fred Claus. Yeah. With Vince yeah. Vaughn, because he plays a guy coming here to stop Santa Claus. You know I mean? And House of Cards and is I'm, a great TV show too. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm not. A, I, yes, it is. I'm not a huge like, like music movie fan, like a movie based on a musician or whatever, because I usually think I think they're usually kind of hokey. <coughs> you right. know what I mean? But that fucking Bobby Darren movie he made is really good. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. But we'll stop putting over Kevin Spacey and. <laughs> Never, but yeah, just like I said, I should have mentioned him last because I think he's the best. I think that's the best movie villain of all time. All right, Archie, who you got next? All right, um, this was based on uh, me looking through some lists and everything like that. I completely forgot about her. As I've seen, we haven't had any women on the list yet, so I'll give a, a nod to her. Annie Wilkes from Misery. Yes. James Con. Yes. Um, I mean. The, I'm, the your, I'm your biggest. I'm your. I'm your biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the downright torturous who puts James Con through. I mean, that's that's a villain through and through to me. And there's not a lot. There's not a lot of. And I, I, I just. I'm going back to the first <laughs> time I, I watched it. Mm-hmm. There's. What do I say? There's a simplistic nature to her as a villain. That's right. almost scary. That's almost scarier than an over-the-top villain, you know. Like, right? Yeah. The 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 best kind is somebody where you can be like, oh, that could actually be a person. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, kind of like kind of like John Doe. You know, there's sick fucks out there like that. That, and there's a lot of how do I say it? like there's a lot of characters that. Um, when you watch it, you could be like, hey, you know, that was whatever. But there's not a lot of characters where you could be like, I couldn't see anybody else playing that character. No, yeah. that, that had to be right. That had to be Kathy Bates. You know what I mean? Like, like if they tried to remake that movie with somebody else, I'd be like, really? There's nobody in Hollywood with that range right now. Yeah. It's like you can't make fucking misery with fucking Megan McCarthy is. Kathy Bates' character. I was trying. I was just trying to think of some plump actress. But <laughs> sorry. No, I I agree. There's, I, I if they if they did say they were redoing it, I don't think I'd watch it because who are you going to get to replace Kathy Bates and James Con? He was fantastic yeah. in, it, in it too. And there, there's also times where sometimes I'm like, and I know this is getting a little off topic, but do they really have to remake everything? Does anybody have right. an original idea anymore? Like, oh no, no. they don't. They don't. Nope. And nope. the other thing too is like, it's not even like we're gonna remake it, but it's like we're gonna completely remake it and change everything, make it totally different, but call right. it the same thing. It's like what's yeah. going right. on? See, Aaron, Aaron says that. About six months ago, a buddy of mine is like, "Hey, they redid White Man Can't Jump," which is one of my favorite movies, by the way. I'm like, "Oh, great! 
like, I got to check that out. He's like, yeah, it'll be on Netflix next week. So I put it on a week later. And aside from the name, it's not White Man Can't Jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy, the guys they picked, it's not. They didn't get anyone close to Woody Harrelson or Wesley Snipes. The storyline changed. They made it overly racist because everything the white guy says immediately turns into, "Oh, is that, are you racist?" You know what I mean? It's like, wow, what a woke piece of crap. You know, and, or, and that's, or when they, I'm, or glad, when I, they, I'm glad you brought up. I, I'm glad. Hold on, I'm sorry, Archie brought up the woke thing because it's like, I'm I'm kind of liberal. And a lot of my feelings about things and everything like that, but they're like, oh, and I know they didn't do this, but I'm just gonna say it. it's like, oh, we're gonna redo like uh, somebody na- name a fucking movie with like an ensemble cast. Oh, um, this is hard to do on the top of my head. I know, I, okay. and I know they remade it a bunch, but it's like, oh, we're gonna remake Ghostbusters. Oh, right. What are we gonna do different? Like, uh, they're all Puerto Rican now. Right. Right. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's weird. Or something they and... really did do. Something they really did do. We're gonna make the Fresh Prince, but we're gonna make it like a drama, like Melrose Place or something. Right. And made dark. that, that looks horrible. And real dark. That looks horrible. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I I didn't. I, know I didn't. I didn't. You're not. I didn't. A, you're, you're, I. I know I you're not as big of a fan as, of the. Like, I, I know you're not as big of a fan of the Fresh Prince as I was, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. And when I was like, oh, Bel Air, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. I'm good. My my kids were real into now. my kids were real into a show on the WB called Riverdale, which was Archie Comics, but made into a live action TV show. Yeah, and they made it all like fucking And they drama. made it about it was not only that they made them devil worshipers and 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 you know there were crazy mysterious shit going on I'm like what the hell I'm like who does this appeal to other devil worshipers you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> Or when they redid Save by the Bell like oh, they did God, a new version of Save they did like a I didn't want I I was going to watch it but then I read about it I'm like nah I'm good yeah, no, it was bad. Watch I watched this. one episode of that and two of the new Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I could, I just, I looked at my wife and I'm like, kill the TV. I'm like, like before I, I, I miss, it, kill it. I miss when television <coughs> was was for the most part just like not like a show like Saved by the Bell. It was just supposed to be funny and carefree, right. and right. you laugh, you know. But now it's just like everything they remake, they gotta, they get like, oh, we gotta put a trans person. And but this is what I don't get, though, Aaron. And I'm not judging anybody, and I'm not. I I know, I know you aren't either. Neither is Nate. But Saved by the Bell had something for everybody in it, and they dealt with real world problems on that show too: anorexia, taking speed. You know what I mean? Kids cramming for their tests and things like that, and they had. African American, white, Jewish, Spanish, pure white, you know, like Richie, California white, you know what I mean? So who was it oppressing if did why did they need to change that and make you know what I mean? They had yeah. they even had gay characters on there and things like that. So I just never understood why are we changing this to make it even more inclusive when it was already inclusive? That's like saying, Oh, everybody can get in, 
And then six months later going, oh, by the way, now we're really letting everybody in. What? what? You had to make that statement twice? You know? Like, but, I, there were a couple shows, there were a couple shows, like, and and this is, like, how I'll play Kate, not play Kate, but how, how I'll say, like, it's not just, like, the woke thing with it, like, during COVID, like, when they started making shows again, they were, like, I watched, like, a couple Law and Orders, and they were, like, wearing the masks mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff. It's like, I don't want to watch TV right? to be reminded right. I wanna, about I wanna, the right. shit that's going on right now. Exactly. We see COVID it's every day. I don't want to see fuck- it on television. It's make fucking believe. There was Man. a, you guys remember the, the TV, the cartoon, The Critic? With John Lovitz, yeah. oh, yeah. there was an Great episode where he goes to Hollywood to write. He's writing a script, and one of the big Hollywood uh, directors, the owner of a one of the studios, is there. He's like, "Okay, everybody, take out your televisions and start sw- uh, start scrolling, and give me five ideas by five p.m." And I swear that's what they're doing now in real life. <laughs> it's like watch old shit and try to make it different. Yeah, you know. But, <sighs> Listen, preach. Listen, Screech, you can't elope. Don't call me a cantaloupe, you watermelon. <laughs> yeah, but in this, like, now would be like, we're gonna we're gonna remake Saved by the Bell. Okay, who are we gonna cast as Screech? Uh, Screech is gonna be a furry now. Right. What? Who's also a crossdresser? Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right my next. Off on it's on you now. My next villain. Is Thanos. Good choice. I can't talk much about it because I've never seen any of those. Well, Thanos is the uh, the epitome of what Michael Hayes said a heel should be. A heel should absolutely positively believe that even though what he's doing is evil, he believes what he's doing is right. And uh, Thanos, Thanos believes what he's doing is right. And his portrayal in the Avengers movies is very well done. Um, when they said they were going to do that story arc, I was worried. Right. And they did. They did not hold back, and they did it. Nope. They did it great, and the portrayal was great of Thanos and his character, and it was just all very well done and and they, fantastic. They actually made that character come to life like it came like it walked straight out of a comic book. Yes. You know what I mean? They they, they changed nothing about it, and to um, sort of defend him a little bit. Um. Well, I mean, he lost a lot in his time, you know, in the in the galaxy and everything like that. He lost his daughter. He had a lot of heartbreak. So in his mind, what he thought was he was he, he thought, like you said, he, what he was doing was good. He was fixing things and yes. making things better for himself. And, um, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, I, I could agree with him in that. But there are people in this world who have hard, you know, knock, hard knock life and and you know, try to make things better only for themselves, not thinking of others. Yes. So, and all he wanted to do was snap his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> all he wanted to do was snap his fingers. And you know what? He was trying to help us all. You know, if you eliminate <laughs> half the if you eliminate half the population of the universe, then there's more food for everybody else. <laughs> and if you eliminate all the crazy people, might be left good on the world. <laughs> but yeah, I like I said I just I thought that. Again, when I heard that they were doing that 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 whole story arc from the comics, I thought, man, I hope they don't fuck this up. And they didn't. They delivered, and they really delivered on that character. And he was, it's like you said, Archie, 
he is at the end of the day he's he's cruel and he is he is unwavering and he is he's almost like a uh, um what do you want to say almost like a religious zealot you know right but he's un, he's unwavering in his belief but like you said you also see the tender side of him with his daughter and and all of that so you can see he's not human but his humanity as well right exactly so. all right aaron you're next all right i have like i, said, I have two left and we'll kind of keep on the uh, the uh, comic superhero type trope, and it is Bane. 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 The, the, legal, the legal shadows. I have a quick question, though. Are you talking about Batman and Robin Bane with yeah. Poison Ivy? <laughs> no, or Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah, the Dark Knight. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. How hardy. Tom yeah, Hardy. I, I understand. I'm only playing. <laughs> that fucking that, character's amazing. That, goes, that also goes back to what I was saying about Thanos, a character that totally believes what they are doing is right. Right. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't think what he's doing is evil. He thinks he's he's setting the world right. And um, I know, like I said, we didn't want to get too much into like the cinematic or theatrics or whatever of it, but Hardy was kind of like, I don't want to say Heath Ledger gets a lot of credit, which is deserved for like his ad adaptation of, of the Joker. But I don't think Tom Hardy gets enough credit for like reimagining and rethinking what the Bane character was. I agree with that. Like he said, he came up with that. with that voice and like, put it out there and everybody was like what the fuck is he doing and like nobody got it until like they finally like saw it all come together and they were like holy shit this fucking character is great and he's like you said Nate like he thinks he's what he's doing is right but he's like the worst of everybody you know and um, his character's I don't want to say like his character's smarter than everybody else, and he's just a like a psychopath, and um, his character also has like the greatest death of any villain I've ever seen in movie history. His death is just amazing. <laughs> it really is, and you know what else. Like his death is as chaotic as his life was. You know what I mean? He's, like, he's like Randy not... Savage. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanted when when I heard Randy Savage died, I was like, oh no. But then they were like, he had a heart attack while driving in a Jeep carriage Cherokee, <laughs> went across four lanes of traffic, hit a guy on a motorcycle, and slammed into a palm tree. I'm like, that's how Randy Savage needed to go. Why? Like, if he was going to go, that is how it needed to happen. And Why? if Bane was going to go, it just needed to happen by getting hit with, like, a bat cycle. It's like, that, that's the fucking way it needed to go. There's a thing that I have about, and I'm, gonna, I'm getting to a point, but talking about uh, um, Dark Knight Rises is the, the, and I know you're not a big horror movie fan, Aaron, but and, and Kendall and I are in the movie, the Hills have eyes. There is a scene. I won't go into too much detail, but there is a scene where I always say 
that in a, it is a, the scene in a movie that in every movie I've ever seen, this is the scene where so much goes so wrong so quickly. Like it's just there is like catch this, the guy on fire. Uh, just that whole entire all of that, that whole like 10 minutes is like the most intense. Everything's going so wrong so quickly I've ever seen in a movie. But in Dark Knight Rises, there is one of those moments. The Bane Batman fight scene. Not only is Batman defeated, not only is his back broken, but then Bane shows him, and look, we have your bat cave and your arsenal and all of your shit. We've also taken all of your shit. So now you're a cripple and I have all of your shit. And it's just like right. so much goes so wrong for Batman in such a small amount of time. Bruce Wayne yeah. is just <laughs> that is funny. Like I Bane could have just been like it was basically Bane being like, suck it, man. Suck <laughs> it. What I have. You can suck it. I broke like, your back. Just... I broke your back and took all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked your ass and made you humble. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that good call it. on Bane. Uh, sorry, Bane just turned into the Iron Sheik for a second. <laughs> Archie? <laughs> yes, up next on my list is um, one of my, I won't, I've, I've never been a, I'm a fan, but I'm not a huge glorified, I've, you know what I mean? I'm, I know everything about it in regard to this movie series, but he is one of my favorite all-time villains, uh, Darth Vader. Okay. And you and know I'm a star. You know how big a Star Wars geek I am. I know that, and my son and is as well. And I've seen all the I movies. I think I know. But I know who Nate's number one probably is. It's not Darth Vader, but I'm assuming it's from Star Wars. <clears throat> but yes, Vader, Darth Vader is. Um, if you would have asked me when I was a kid. And we had three Star Wars movies because I tell my kids that all the time. The reason that Star Wars fans now are so and they're always bitching and moaning and complaining about everything is the young, especially the younger ones, is they're spoiled. Right. You know, there's right. uh, nowadays there's 80 hours of Star Wars content to watch. When exactly. I was a kid, I had I had three movies and there I watched went. them over and over and over again. And Darth Star Vader Wars is kept. When I was a kid, I would have told you Darth Vader and the Joker were my two favorite villains on the planet. Yes, sir. I mean, and I'm and not trying to cut you off, Archie. You go ahead. No, 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 no. And, and, I, and it's like, Nate, what, like you said, we don't want to keep bringing it back to wrestling, but it kind of is now. What you just said about Star Wars is kind of like how wrestling is now. Right. There's yeah, so much of it. We have 13 hours of wrestling. There's so, mu there's, there's so much of it they don't they don't appreciate what they have in front of them. Right. And the other thing about Vader, and the only reason like I wouldn't put him on my villain list is Nate, you're a bigger Star Wars geek than any of us. At the end of the day, he's like the biggest baby face. He right? turns face at the like, end. Oh, we're, but but wasn't the the prophecy of like all this shit was that Anakin was going to be the guy that took down the fucking heels yes. and he ultimate yes. and, and it took a long time to get there and he lost his legs and shit, but it eventually happened. Right. You know, right. So the prophecy was right. At the end of the day, right. you're right about that. Uh, and again, with like we said about Bane and like we said but about in between Dan, there, he was kind of a prick. Vader, Vader thought what he was doing was correct because he lost his wife, and at the time he thought he lost his children. 
You know what I mean? So he didn't think he was being a villain. He thought he was just doing what what was you know he needed to be doing. But again, that's the uh, the wrestling. I guess the wrestling fan in me too. We go from well, he's this badass little boy who's a face. You know what I mean? Young teenage kid who turns heel, and then at the tail the worst end of kind all, of heel, the, the worst, worst kind, kind of heel. heel. The, the shit grit, the, the evil shit grinning heel, you know what I mean? Blowing everybody up to then all of a sudden at the last minute, shit, he's, he's a face again. I don't know how I feel about this. You know what I mean? He kind of had a Hogan run. Right. He kind of had a Hogan run. And he, here's the thing his heel run. Run, and Vince was so... Vince was Palpatine or whatever. <laughs> so wait, when Vader throws Palpatine into that mind shaft, that's him saying that doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah, yeah it's like nineteen. That's yeah. like WrestleMania right. nineteen. <laughs> no, but you look at Vader and you look at that that heel that heel run again. Wrestling fans, it was such a dramatic heel run. His grandson in the newer movies. Took over as the heel. Yeah, he wants to be, wants to be the he wants to be the heel. Granddad was right. He didn't want to like, be the face that he turned to, or like his uncle. He wanted to be a badass heel, like Randy Orton. But right. like uh, the the back, I'm back just to imagining, the, I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining Vader walking onto a ship, and it's like wow, 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 wow. That's good. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just gonna say, like, if, Slam if us you, with your Star Wars knowledge, if you isolate, if you isolate Vader as his villainous persona, right? He's almost like in a, a, a horror movie fans <laughs> can attest to this. Just those, just those three movies. If you just take those three movies where he's only right. Vader, okay, you have none of the backstory of Anakin, you know, losing his girl and blah 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 blah, or any of his right. redemption story, any of that. You just take, he's almost, I would say, character development-wise, it's a thousand times better. But from a villain standpoint, he's almost like a Michael Myers-type villain. Right. Because he's 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 always stalking. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thrill of and Michael Myers. And just they're about to destroy him, he's right there more powerful than ever. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know. um, yeah. And this, this, might, this might not make sense. But putting it into like another thing before you got the the prequel movies, he was kind of like the Joker too. You didn't it's like a, you didn't uh, have a lot of the story. You you didn't know what the fuck made him that right. way. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So that made it even creepier. It's like, what the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> right. Why blowing up planets and doesn't give a fuck. Right. What happened? Shotting people's heads off for no reason. You know? <laughs> it, it, no, but uh, uh, like I said, when I when I watch Star Wars, I'm watching it, and I mean the main three, obviously. I'm watching right. it for Vader. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just the yeah. wrestling fan in me again, not wanting to root for the faces, because I'll be honest with you, as great as Luke Skywalker was, Vader was cooler. We can't help. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the villain's cooler than the baby face. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, um, so my next one, we go back to actually, we're going back to to Batman. 
Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay. Well, I will let you know that I have Joker on my list as well, but not the Heath Ledger Joker. Go right ahead. Okay. So you guys, you guys each have one more left. Yep. Yeah. After after Heath Ledger's Joker, I have one more. Yes. Okay. Heath Ledger's Joker is. It's my favorite Joker, and I, 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 I really like other portrayals of the Joker. I'm not a fan of the latest one. Right. What, what's his face? Um, the 30, um, the 30, 30 seconds no. to Mars guy. What's his name? Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of, of that no. Joker. Yeah, right. I thought I thought you were going to say Joaquin for a minute too, and I'm like, oh, Joaquin did great. No, 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 no. In, in the in the non standalone. Yes. Yes. Oh no. Joaquin Phoenix was Joaquin Phoenix was fantastic. But no, Heath Ledger's Joker is like I remember watching that movie, and I'm a huge Batman goof anyway, but I remember watching that movie and thinking to myself, this is this is literally the coolest psycho I've ever seen in my life. Right. You know, he's like when he I mean just little things that he does as the character, like he's like He's like, have you seen Harvey Dent? Where's Harvey Dent? Have you seen Harvey Dent? Who's Harvey Dent? Like he just, or or when he when he when, when he's when like dropper. I like when he's like dropper and he's like bad choice of words. Bad choice of words. <laughs> or when, just that little scene where he's dressed up as a nurse. He's like hi, hi, you know, and and you know, because like Harvey Dent's like, and he's like hi, <laughs> like. I, I don't know. Just it, and it's a. I don't want to say it. Um, I love, and and when they said that Heath Ledger was going to play the Joker, I'm going to say that I was guilty of it. I was like, really? Come on! One of my favorite things to happen in like a a movie is when they announce that somebody's going to play a character, and people that are fans of it shit on it before they even see it you know what i mean i hate that but i was guilty when they were like Heath ledger is gonna play the joker i'm like really the knight's tale guy and 10 things i hate about you is gonna play the joker and then he did it and i'm like you fucking owned it man <laughs> like i it's like i don't even know this guy and i'm proud of him so that was fucking great and you gotta give him a shout out like that you gotta give him a shout out also for using a gorilla monsoon line in that movie when he talks about him and him and Batman, and he's like, "It's the unstoppable force versus the immovable object." And I was like, "That's a gorilla monsoon line." Yes, it is. Um, um, but yeah, he just about, he, hit me, hit me. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Like he's just—it's funny because of how he's and he set he like, set a fire truck on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is so great. <laughs> and those cops, when those cops drive by it, they even look at it like, "Oh, fuck. oh my god, this guy." But yeah, my, and he, my, he. The other can, thing can he I does. The other. Can I say? A side? Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say the other thing that he does great in that performance, Heath Ledger, is he he literally dances that fine line between humorous psycho and the most dangerous psycho. And he'll do it in one sentence. You know what I mean? He'll just change his tone or change the look on his. It's just, it's it's one of the most captivating film performances ever. 
and I know we're talking about Heath, but you know what my favorite side like throwaway thing from that movie is? Is and it's real quick. They're not in it very long, probably like a two minutes. But it's the rookie cop and the veteran cop, like beat cop guys. And the rookie cop wants to like get involved in it. And that rookie that, that veteran cop's like, what are you doing? Slow down. No. <laughs> like, uh, we're good. Like that that guy's seen some shit in the Gotham. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, what are you fucking doing? But his character that that there's so much funny shit in that movie. And like you said, the whole nurse thing, and I love the dropper or whatever it's like bad choice of words and just everything that fucking happens it's a great fucking movie and like i said the only reason i put bane above it is just because i just think he's a he's a bigger scumbag than joker you know what i mean because joker doesn't want to kill everybody he wants to play and he wants to have followers and he wants to have this and Bane mm-hmm. just wants to destroy everything, and that's why I think he's worse. Well, Aaron, you're next, I believe. I only have one more, and I left him for last because he is the most realistic one I think we're going to have, and it is um, Doyle from Sling Blade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a bastard. Doyle? Piece of fucking shit. This person begat this person. This person begat this person. Lo and behold, somebody said some shit. Said some shit. It's like, what's going on here? I got a got a fag and a retard, and it's just don't isolate me saying that. But like, (laughs) that's another one where, as much as I like his music, that's another one where you're like, damn, Dwight Yoakam. (laughs) <laughs> good actor it, man <laughs> yeah the guys like every everybody knows a piece of shit like doyle yeah and like you said dwight yokum like oh dwight yokum he's one of the likable most likable skies on the planet and then for like two hours and 15 minutes you're just like i hate this son of a bitch <laughs> and by the time it gets brain you're like yeah that needed to happen <laughs> And he's just the. I think he's the worst. Like I said, I, I was like, I don't want to talk about. uh, John Doe or this guy first, as my first. But yeah, I just. He is a completely unlikable character. Even the funny shit he says, you're just like. Fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just a horrible fucking human being, and I think it's one of the greatest um, acting performances in a movie ever. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like I said. He's. I didn't even. I, I don't know if you. I don't I'm, even know if you'd consider it a villain, but you no, know, he's definitely a villain. But like you said, it's. I guess I didn't. I didn't. It's it's also funny because it's one of my favorite movies. So you think I would have thought of him, but um, I guess I didn't think of him when I was thinking of villains. But when you think about it, like you said, he's the most realistic villain on the list because everybody knows a fucking asshole like this guy. Yeah, 
and we all want to chop his fucking head in half. But we just don't have the 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 gall to do it like Carl did. Yeah. Ain't got no yeah, gas in it. I, I just think he's a piece of shit. And I've it, I haven't watched a lot of movies where it like I don't want to say it like watching a movie, I can just be like, okay, like I understand it's a movie, but like when I watch that movie and the like I watch that movie, I'm like, this guy's a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like I fucking hate this guy. I hate this fucking character, and I want him to die. Like I remember watching that movie, not knowing what the end was going to be, and being like, "I hope this fucking guy dies. Like he needs to die." And then when he died, I'm like, "Good, I'm happy." Yes, <laughs> you deserve to die. But that's my last yeah. one. All right. Well, I'll like hatch a hand, Doyle. As I told Nate, I also have the Joker on my list uh, for my number one, uh, but it is Jack Nicholson's Joker. Um, it is no secret. I've made this known on Facebook multiple times. Michael Keaton is my Batman. Therefore, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson is my Joker. And it, it, again, I don't think I could have seen anybody else playing him in that Batman movie. Um, Nicholson and Keaton worked great together. And the iconic lines that he delivered, you know, during in in that movie were perfectly said by Jack. You know, oh yes, ever and, with and the, ever dance with the and, devil in the pale moonlight. And I take nothing away from that performance because it's funny because oh, no. Michael Keaton is my Batman too, even though Heath Heath Ledger's my Joker. But right. the way Nicholson played him as more of a mobster style joker. Right. Exactly. You know? Um, oh yeah, fantastic. You can take nothing away from that. And also he was he was the he was the joker for me when I was a kid. Him and Caesar Romero was the campy joker <laughs> right. in the 60s Batman right. movie exactly. or show. Exactly. But, yeah, and like you said he has some, such good lines and yeah. um where did you get those wonderful toys? Yeah. Bob, gun, and then he just shoots Bob. Right. But see, here's the thing. In the same regard, I will not discredit Heath Ledger because that him as the Joker, you know, rest in peace, made his career because he was fantastic as him. Mm -hmm. It's just when I look at, at, you know what I mean, the 1A and 1B are Nicholson and and Ledger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You can keep everybody else. If, If Heath Ledger did not die, before that, that Batman movie came out, he would have been the Joker for at least 10 years, if not longer. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know. and also Jack Nicholson, smart motherfucker. Yep. When they asked him to sign on to do that movie, he pretty much said, The only way that I'll play the Joker in your little Batman movie, in your little Batman movie, is if I get, if I get to make money. From every single Batman movie you ever make till the day I die. Yep. So essentially, he's only ever been in one Batman movie, but Jack right. Nicholson has made millions of dollars off of every other Batman film ever made because to agree to do that, he put that in his contract. Right. Yeah. And um, two funny things DeVito, 
they wanted him to play Penguin. Right. And I'm not knocking Danny DeVito because I love Danny DeVito. But he was like, ah, if I'm going to do that, I want I want the Jack Nicholson deal. And they were like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and, and he was like, why not? And they were like, because you're not Jack Nicholson. Right. You're Danny DeVito. Right. But do you know what my favorite line that Jack Nicholson Joker has? Yes, go ahead. No. My <laughs> balloons. Those are my balloons. Those are my balloons. Yeah. He stole my <laughs> balloons. Why didn't you tell me he had one of those things? things? <laughs> Best fucking line in the whole movie. It seems I may but have I a love bat him. in my belfry. Or the beauty of the beast. Or whatever. And he's like, but if anybody would call you a beast. If anybody else calls you beast. <laughs> That's a great fucking movie, and Jack obviously does a great job in it. And um, if if I had to pick somebody after Heath, it would it would be Jack. But it's it, it's you can't even compare them though because it's totally different. Right. No, they yeah. both they both stand at the at the, they're both head and shoulders above the rest, in my opinion. All right, Nate, your last one. All right, and my last one it goes back to Star Wars. To me, the (laughs) no, (laughs) but to (laughs) me, to me, the greatest villain in the history of movies is Emperor Palpatine. Understandable. Um, the guy. I mean, he's a shit stirrer. Not just that. Not just that. But if you watch the Clone Wars, no matter how it shook out, he wins. He he what? literally he literally played the galaxy like a fiddle, and he manipulated and you know he he I mean in the in the end he winds up going down a fucking tube but then he gets resurrected <laughs> but anyway um, no just the the portrayal of Ian McDermott as him and and another reason I think that that Palpatine to me. And this is because of my super geekdom, really. Because I can see where, like, Archie, where you would say Vader. Because Darth Vader is kind of the focus villain of the movies. With Palpatine, there's so much more to his character when you watch all the movies. Then also you watch all the TV shows. Right. And you you know, there's, and, and read the novels like I do and everything. So there's a whole bigger... Just he becomes right. so much bigger of a character if you watch him I'm, read everything. I'm a base fan. I'm a base fan. I enjoy the right. movies. I'll watch them. But if they're on, I can see missing them every now and then. You are a Star Wars fan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That like my son, you know everything going on. You know what if if they announce a new show and tell you what galaxy it's happening in, you'll know what book or what TV show it's already been on that you might know a little bit about it. You know what right. I mean? So, right. I'll remember parts of it because like they watches it all the time oh, right right yeah, i was raised around it and like our cousin josh is a big fan so like i'll remember parts and sometimes i laugh like is star wars there's parts that are supposed to be funny right yeah there's humor in star yes. wars yes but then there's things that aren't supposed to be funny that are they're funny like isn't there a part where he gets like hit with like some fucking electricity and it all fucked him up yeah that's how he that's how he becomes the way he looks Right in the yeah, yeah. 
But I just remember watching the scene, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm glad this guy's getting a little fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like everything's going good for him, and then he's like, ah, and then he gets like fucking microwaved. I'm like, yeah, I think that. <laughs> but and that's when he's got to like now, like, like he was like a, a like a silver haired white man and then he got hit with some fucking bolts and now he's got to wear like a robe and shit because he's all fucking jerkied yes and that's right. when he gets really fucking mean right yeah pretty much well he didn't have to hide it anymore he could bring yep. he could be a, the, the inner badass came out and i mean there's so like yeah i'm not gonna go into i it just barely i just barely this... lame and explained while pompadour what's his name pompadour or whatever what might be fun is I'm going to learn the story of Star Wars and then I'm going to get drunk and then I'm going to reiterate the entire story, story of the six episodes back to Nate and see how oh he feels God. about it. That's got to be an episode. There's drunken history. <laughs> this is drunken Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, fucking laptop's about to die well that's fine because we're done um (laughs) but i want to thank you guys for joining me i want to thank all of our listeners for listening uh do you guys have any parting words for our listeners as we wrap up this edition Uh, aaron do you want to announce what we might be doing next week because i know you got you talked about it with us in the chat so um what i'm looking to put together next week is a pilot of um a trivia show that I'm putting together. So I've got so far I got Archie and Mark as wanting to be contestants. Um, Nate, would you like to be the other contestant? I thought you were talking to some other people too. I was, but they haven't got back to me yet. Oh. <laughs> and I hate procrastinators. If you don't want to be, maybe Kendall would want to be, and you can take points. That I need three people and a point point marker. That's what I need. But anyway. Maybe I'll find somebody by then, but it's just a a trivia competition that I'm going to put together. And I'm not saying we're going to do it every week, but maybe every other week, um, because I'm not just looking through a book. I'm actually researching the questions and stuff. So that might be what we're doing next week. And I think that sounds like a good idea. Um, It's a lot of work, so I need people to show up. I will be there, sir. And other than that... Uh, uh, yeah, Archie likes to win. Yes. 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 So, other than that, that is uh, that is on the horizon as well. And we will see you all next time around here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Stay villainous out there, everybody, and have a great week. <laughs>